Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Show, proudly powered by Leadership by Design, where we aim to add value to people's lives. You can listen to us live every Wednesday and Thursday on uh, lunchtime at well, at lunchtime on ebizradio.com, uh, where we talk everything leadership, coaching, and marketing. And you can listen to the Lunchtime Series on all your major podcast channels today. And back with us in our marketing leadership segment is marketing communications expert and co-host Craig Page. Lee, how do you, Craig? Kevin, I'm great. Thanks. And you, yeah, just uh, good to be chatting again. I must admit I'm uh, rather exhausted as I flew in back to Joburg late last night, where I joined uh, two colleagues in presenting at a client conference in Windhoek, Namibia. Yeah, I've, I, I've, I've got clients in Namibia, but I've never actually been to Namibia. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I need to maybe just go and just kind of just like say hello, <laughs> because I have quite a few clients in there. But, That's um, fantastic. Have you at least got some downtime from uh, your chance to explore the Vintuk? No, Kevin, no. Gosh, you know, these business trips are just jam-packed with with prep, dry run session, sessions, catch up with clients and things like that. So no no exploring this trip. But believe me, when you when you fly in and the view of the terrain is just magnificent. And then, you know, obviously I know quite a bit about the West Coast. So I want to get back there and do some touristic visits as a yeah as opposed to work next time yeah i, I know i mean you sent me information last night at like 11 o'clock <laughs> i was like i know there's no there's no rest for the, for, for those who make sure it happen right <laughs> it's exactly that <laughs> so i mean craig from our last conversation what are the key uh, takeaway points from the great conversation we had last week yeah kevin so just as a reminder we we spoke about an article at least we covered an article titled how to empower employees in the workplace Eight tips, and the, the article was written by Patrick Bosworth and was published to leadershipchoice.com. And the eight tips or steps are noted as follows. So let's call it step one is delegate to develop. So delegate with the intent to strengthen and empower your team, growing and developing the capabilities and responsibilities. Step two is set clear expectations. Give your employees permission to make those decisions while ensuring the decisions are in line with the company goals. Define the boundaries with which your employees are free to act. Um, step three is give employees autonomy over assignments. Accept that employees may complete tasks differently than you would, important point. Relinquish control and refrain from micromanaging. Step four is provide the necessary resources. Offer the tools and resources um, and, and be a sounding board for those good ideas so that employees feel empowered. Step five is give constructive feedback. When debriefing on a project, be thoughtful and specific about the feedback you provide, about the actions or attitudes you'd like to see repeated, and the impact that it had on others, both positive and negative. Step six is accept ideas and input. Include your employees in decision-making and goal-setting. Be open to hearing and receptive to new ideas. This helps empower your employees. Step seven is communicate the vision of the organization by communicating the vision of the organization and how teams uh, or individuals contribute to that vision, again, em empowers employees, and, and it gives them the knowledge that their contribution is making a difference. And the final step here is recognize employees for hard work, show appreciation for work well done. This encourages people to continue to be innovative and take action and to solve problems. And it, it's you know more likely that a person will do it again and again, Kevin. And those are the key takeaway points from last week. Fantastic, Craig. Guys, if you want to see that or go and check it out on YouTube, uh, and then you can see our beautiful faces uh, in person, uh, go and check it out <laughs> on YouTube uh, and all your major, major podcast channels under the Lunchtime series. 
Craig, so what's up for grabs today? What are we chatting about? Yeah, Kevin, I want to stay with the topic of employees, but this time look at it from, from a slightly different focus, that of the concept of employee experience and how empowered employees really do experience the organization. And, you know, you'll, you'll pick up a nice thread to, to the salient points we've just spoken about as a recap from last week as well. Yeah, I mean, that's great, Craig, because, you know, from my many years in leadership development and coaching, I've definitely noted that empowered employees have a much better employee experience than unempowered counterparts, right? Yeah, and, and I'm sure as you've gone through the journey of, of playing out this leadership coaching, you see more and more you know, employees picking up on that journey as they go through this realization of being empowered. It definitely does change their employee experience. So, Kevin, just to set some context, I came across a really great uh, and, and insightful report that, that provides a lot of depth into this, this topic. The report is titled Employee Experience Trends 2023 EMEA. It was published by Quel, Qualtrics XM, which is an, an American experience management company. Um, and that is, to quote this, what they do, focused on helping organizations deliver exceptional frontline experiences, build high-performance teams, and create productive people. There's a really cool comprehensive report. It's 66 pages in length. It's quite, quite long, but it defines sort of four key experience trends for 2023 and beyond. And, and the report also does quite an interesting contextual regional analysis, which covers findings across, yeah, as I said, the EMEA region, yeah, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. But, but I'm really just going to focus on the key overarching insights and trends themselves in the discussion and not get into the detail pertaining to the specific regions mentioned, Kevin. Do you know what's interesting, Craig, is um, <laughs> it's, we're pretty in sync because just yesterday I did a, you know, a full um, uh, morning workshop with uh, around the employee experience. And we actually just we sat in a circle and had a conversation and just by and obviously it was a structured conversation, but um, just by sitting down with them and sitting to understand and hear each other. Uh, the guys left there with with saying things like, this is the best session they've had this year so far. This is the best. Oh, wow. And just purely by having having a moment where you sit and, you know, have a really good experience with each other, it does wonder. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to what you have to share with us today. Great. Well, let's jump right in. So, so the four trends are listed as trend one, instilling confidence you are running a successful ship is critical to your employees' experience. Step or trend two, I should say, is, is employees have been operating at surge levels for years. Now they're reclaiming their boundaries, really like that, that trend. Trend three is bad process and inefficient systems are fueling the risk of burnout. And trend four, being employed isn't just about having a job. It's part of a person's value system. And that's great because it's something we picked up in, in the past about, you know, aligning the business's values with your values as an employee and vice versa. So let's let's take a look at each of these in more detail. So starting with trend one, instilling confidence you're running a successful ship is critical to your employee experience. So from, from this particular trend, Kevin, we learned that Markets have become more volatile and obviously job security and financial certainty have, have risen to the top of priority list for employees. And people want to know that the organizations they are working for will continue to be successful into the future and pay a competitive salary to keep them there. And salary is a, a really important component in a lot of these discussions. The reality is that 
there's still a lot of work to do because only 57% of employees in, in the EMEA regions surveyed are actually satisfied with the current pay and benefits. And Kevin, what's even more concerning is that the satisfaction levels have actually dropped to 10 points over the past year. Ah, okay. So, I mean, with this in mind, what are some of the key learnings for organizations from this trend? So, so Kevin, the, the, the report really looks at it from, from two points. One is some of the findings that they, the, these organizations must continue doing, and, and then some of the findings that they must really focus on improvement. So the, the survey asked employees about what they think of their, their organizations are doing well and where they need to improve when it comes to the concept of intent to stay as a category. And, and from the continued findings, continue addressing needs by ensuring products and services meet customer expectations. Continue driving teamwork and collaboration, including sharing goals and good communication. Continue treating workers fairly to establish trust and respect. What do they need to improve? Remuneration and rewards for employee contributions. They need to improve compensation schemes to not fall behind the market uh, values. And they need to improve employee perks that match the cost of living. Again, very, very important point there. <laughs> It's like we, 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 we've been in sync for the last few days because that's exactly what we were addressing yesterday. That's uh, fantastic. What's working, what's not working, and what could be improved. So, <laughs> yeah, it is, it's a perfect conversation to have. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, trend two, employees have been operating at surge levels for years. Now they're reclaiming boundaries. And, and from this trend, we learned that Going above and beyond has become the expectation rather than the exception. Organizations have also leaned on employees throughout this disruption, but now employees are pushing back and reshaping the relationship that they have with work to, to set those healthy boundaries in place. And, and by taking this approach, Kevin, employees are much more able to achieve better work-life balance. And, and of those who feel they have a good work-life balance, almost two-thirds are willing to go above and beyond for their organizations. So, I mean, uh, as with the previous trend, what are some of the key learnings of, for, for organizations? Yeah, so, Kevin, again, the question that they asked in this regard is, is they asked employees where organizations are winning, what they could do better when it comes to the principle of work-life balance. And, and the, the, the findings that organizations need to continue doing is continue checking in employee well-being and ensuring people are not overwhelmed. Continue treating employees with respect, as well as being open and transparent. Continue offering more ways for employees to balance work and life to reduce the stress on their family. And, and the two areas that they need to improve substantially is, is actually to improve efficiency in operational workloads and to improve flexibility and the option for employees to choose working hours. Quite like the flexibility aspect that, that you know, plugs back into the work from home uh, um, hybrid kind of model as well, Kevin. Um, what's interesting that you say this was work-life balance. One of the coaches that I'm going to be chatting to soon on the, on the lunchtime series speaks about family wellness and, uh -huh. and part of, part of that family wellness is she refers to us as we actually have broken families and broken families affect work life. And you kind of go, and then I started having this whole conversation about what exactly do you mean? Like, how does, how does family life affect work-life balance and when she started unpacking it you start realizing that if if it's a case of you know a divorced family that's um you know one parent looking after kids or um you know a parent that's not showing up for his kids um 
there's a problem there, you know, so that work-life balance is completely out of whack. Um, and she she shared with me a crazy stat that's one of the the highest uh, um, applications for bonds at the moment are single um, black mothers that are actually doing applications for bonds. So when you see that, you kind of go, well, what the hell's that? Like, what is that about? You know, like, how is that even a stat? Um, so it definitely ties into that work-life balance and like, is there something going on and what's wrong there, right? That's that's such a profound insight that, and, and, and I can verify that based on the number of broken family, black, single black mothers that I have in my friendship group who are yeah. grappling with this very concept, trying to balance, balance great career prospects with now being the parents that, that has to fulfill two roles. Yeah, yeah, and it's the mother and the father and the provider, you know. So Correct. That, Correct. Yeah. Half the time the father's sure. on the ground. And Absolutely. That work-life balance is a it's a huge thing for, for corporates at the moment. And they, you know, um, I think we need to actually have more conversation around that and yeah. what could be done around finding better work-life balance for people because it definitely affects employers. I've made a note to that. Kevin, moving to, to trend three, bad process and inefficient systems are fueling the risk of employee burnout. And yeah, this is this is such a true point. And from this this trend, we learned that that you know the past few years have definitely scrambled and messed up the way organizations operate from you know how they're hiring, the kind of tools that they're developing and implementing, to the kinds of processes that, that are in place to get things done. And, and these disruptions coming out of the, the COVID pandemic have definitely changed how employees actually perceive their productivity and how the organizations may be taking too long to resolve them. And, and over 38% of employees surveyed actually commented that they're experiencing symptoms of burnout. And as a result, they are likely to be less productive. That's obvious. And the top driver of burnout this, this year is ineffective processes and systems. <laughs> I laugh, Craig, because I'm not surprised. I, <laughs> you know, I've I've worked with quite a lot of organisations that you know they still run their business from Excel. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, but I mean, what are some of the key learnings from uh, from this organisation for from this trend? Yeah, you know, so, so Kevin, in terms of continue and, and improve learnings, the findings are, are to follow for continue. Continue acting on the results of engagement surveys to show how you support your employees and their well-being. Continue team building exercises and monthly catch-ups to develop the, the camaraderie and, and connection uh, outside of work. Continue delivering information in a timely manner and continue operating to overcome adverse, adverse working conditions. When it gets busy, your systems fail. Put put the support mechanisms in place. The areas that they need to improve on is to actually listen to team members who say they are burnt out after going above and beyond consistently and improve flexibility with employee metric ratings to help reduce that stress, Kevin. It's about focusing on employee well-being, staff morale, and resource availability to relieve people and, and avoid that excessive hour expectation. Do you know, Craig, and uh, it's... Uh... One of the, I think one of the things that are, that is adding to this burnout factor is um, forcing people to go back to the office. Uh, I've heard it across the board now from various departments, various levels, various areas, various companies that, you know, because of one, two or five people that, you know, didn't perform, they've now made this blanket rule that everybody must come back to the work. Everybody yeah, needs yes, to go back and yes. And 
it's not a it's not an effective strategy. You know, there there should be a, a an option for people to kind of go. Okay, if you meet this criteria, if you have a certain, uh, if you are a single mother and you are needing to stay at home, and you can meet this criteria, and 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 maybe then you know, like don't travel to work, but you know, just to make a blanket statement and and do stuff like it's it's adding fuel to this fire, and it's an an unnecessary fire. I think yes. Yes, and, and again, I think the maturity of the organisation is probably very much to blame in that regard because they don't understand how to make, you know work within the specific realms of those problems that are presented. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, Kevin, the, the last trend here is is being employed isn't just about having a job; it's part of a person's system. And and from this statement, uh, we we learn the following: nowadays, organisations values and how effectively and consistently they are demonstrated are actually the driving force behind employees' intent to stay over the longer term. And it's such an important aspect is the combination of alignments of values of the individual and the organization. And more and more employees are wanting to work for organizations with integrity and purpose. And at the same time, they, they're really looking for the growth and development opportunities that fulfill them, challenge them and motivate them, Kevin. And when employees feel that the organizations actually allow them to to, to experience these values or embody these values, um, they 27% take note, 27% more likely to have higher engagement scores and 23% more likely to stay working for more than three years. So, you know, just fixing some of those principles allows your business to be in a fundamentally different place and 27% more likely to have a high engagement scores. What is that going to do to the bottom line? <laughs> exactly. Going to contribute substantially. Yeah. And the key learnings from this, this actual trend? So Kevin, on this trend, the, the, the survey asked employees about what they think their organizations are doing well and where they need to improve when it comes to the living the values and growth and development uh, concept. And, and the findings are noted as follows. From a continued point of view, these organizations must continue to focus on, on values and assessing how processes currently align with the values and, and to continue building and cultivating the support of networks and environments with equal opportunities. They're so bringing the DEI principles into the conversation in that regard as well. They need to continue ensuring that everyone is up to date on the organization's progress and actually what's required for, for success. They need to continue pushing forward with a purpose that unites and inspires their people. They need to continue managing teams and, and achieving these goals based on, on the mission statements. And they need to continue giving employees the opportunity to do things differently and to actually give them the opportunity to show their individual talent as well, Kevin. So, I mean, Craig, as we, as we sort of move to the end of the show today, what are the key takeaways from, uh, that we, we can share with the listeners about this? So, Kevin, the, the key takeaways are from another article in, in this particular arena. This um, article was, was called Employee Experience Trends 2023 and was published by Zendesk. Again, some great content coming out of Zendesk. Published in Q3 2020, it was compiled from the findings of, of a survey of more than 370 employee experience leaders, agents, and technology buyers from 20 Northern Hemisphere organizations. So quite a broad uh, Northern Hemisphere representation. The, the article concludes with this statement. As organizations face complex business challenges, including rising costs and staffing challenges, they must consider how they leverage the workplace technology to optimize workflows 
increase employee engagement and get more value with fewer resources. And the, the key references are noted as follows from, from this report. Technology is the connector. The digital transformation strategy is essential in enabling the scalable operational efficiencies and controlling those costs by balancing employee needs and organizational challenge technology leaders can definitely design a digital experience that allows their teams to collaborate much more seamlessly and, and effectively, irrespective of actually where they work from. Again, talking about the, the principles of flexible time and work from home hybrid models. And, and to this extent, Kevin, the, the internal workflow optimization will definitely make that day-to-day -day work much less stressful and, and more productive. And as we learned about the productive aspect, 23% will want to stay in the business more than three years. And, and the, the article highlights a few key, key areas of growth for 2023 in the employee experience and, and tech leader space as follows. So build modern and secure digital solutions to enable the hybrid and flexible work across locations, teams, and functions. Onboard more advanced employee experience capabilities. Plug in the likes of AI chatbots and, and bring to life the intelligence operations to help employees service lean internal teams. Technology definitely is an enabler. Measure employee feedback and satisfaction on a continued basis. This will help leaders make data-driven recommendations on how to improve engagement and productivity. It's not decisions on a whim, it's using the information at hand. And, and modern organizations that want to retain their best people and protect their bottom line definitely need to keep up with the competition and invest in modernizing the employee experience. And that goes from the physical space to the tools that they work with to the technologies that enable them. And, and those are the key takeaway points for today, Kevin. Fantastic. Craig, I think, yeah, very important conversation. And, uh, you know, the the experience of employees, the, the more you tackle that. I mean, I've, I recently saw um, some international speaker speak around the, the point that, you know, it's we're so we've got to the points today currently in business that if your employees are not looked after first before the customer, you're simply going to fail at business. Yes. And you kind of go, <laughs> well, that's never been the case. <laughs> you know, it's always customer first. Um, and, 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 it's, I, and I think it's a good thing that we, we started to pay attention to that and change the way we treat the people that work for us. Large organizations very often have the, the tendency to create numbers out of people. Um, and you're just, you know, number 327 and they don't really know who you are. That's your cubicle. Go sit over there. That's your job. This is your script. Get on the phone. You know, um, that's how they, 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 they treat people like cattle. Uh, and you kind of go, <laughs> that's not working anymore. You know, people, people don't want to work in that environment. People won't function in that way and you won't get the best out of them. So, Absolutely. And, and Kevin, you know, if, if, if they just understood the seven principles of growth leadership that we picked up on two weeks ago, okay, yeah. and bring that into the conversation around these four key trends, the empowering and, 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 and enabling of employees is definitely going to ensure that at that engagement interface, because the, the interface of employee experience and customer experience is the engagement layer. And in that in, in your customer experience layer, you're only but going to get an improved performance and improved customer experience. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Craig, I've got a quote for you, and I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to love this one because it speaks directly to this um, in a way. Um, how wonderful is it that nobody needs wait a single moment before starting to improve the world? And that was from Anne Frank. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Wow. Yeah, like you know, the, the, these improvements are not back-breaking kind of revolutionary kind of approaches. There is stuff that you can do right now. They, this week, you can start implementing. You know, and it's so, a, I, I love I love that, Kevin, and and I'll tell you why is in in my closing statement of the conference with with the clients in 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 Namibia. You know, we went through this journey with 110. Uh, um, leaders and managers across the organization of, of over three and a half thousand staff, I think. And, and I just said to them, you know, on this journey and these exercises we've taken you through from understanding the brand and the employee customer experiences, you don't need permission. You have to take these learnings into your teams and empower them and be the growth leaders and, and help them improve to become more effective at what they do and to build an improved employee experience proposition. You've been through the workshops with us now. Go tomorrow and enable the teams. You don't need CEOs standing over your shoulder, you know, instructing you to do it. It's yours to take and do now. And and I'm before I, like because every time you say something, I think of something. So, but uh, you know, it, it doesn't. A lot of the times, what we find in corporates is people have the knowledge, they just don't action it. Yes, yes, or they're too scared to action it. Just again, well, because you know. That's the nature of the organization. Yes. Yeah, knowledge is not power. Actionable knowledge is power. And the moment yeah, you add love that. actual yeah. knowledge, yeah. that's when change occurs. Oh, absolutely, know? Kevin. No, that's great. Guys, thank you for joining us. Craig, thank you for a wonderful chat. And uh, I will see you next week. Have a fantastic yes, week. Yes, you and too, Kevin. Have a good day. Thanks a lot. Ciao. Bye. Bye.